0: Ladies and gentlemen, we do thank you very much for your attention. And now we invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy.
1: Welcome to our top travel destinations. I am your host, Kevin Flanagan. I have been editor of the weekly travel news column in the Sunday Independent, and the Fine Wine and Food Guide. And I am here to use my decades of experience to help you know exactly where to stay, eat, drink, Shop and explore when visiting the world's top travel destinations. So sit back and enjoy the wonders of travel as we take off on our magical journey together. Welcome to our top travel destinations. Our special report this week is on one of the most iconic travel destinations in the world, the Maldives. I'm joined by our special guest, Darnie Masterson who is the travel correspondent with the Sun. And she's going to describe the islands after having spent an incredibly memorable trip there. You're very welcome, Dawn.
0: Hi, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here.
1: What is it about the Maldives that really tickled your fancy?
0: For me, I found the Maldives was a place of discovery. There's so much to discover from beautiful islands the delicious food. You're discovering new activities, excursions. It's such a nice place to create so many memories.
1: When did you go there and for how long?
0: So I went there in October for a week. The popular time to go is from November to April. But I found October was beautiful. It was still really warm. We got the odd rain shower, but I quite enjoyed that. It was gorgeous. It was paradise in the rain.
1: So it's not over-egging it to say that the Maldives is paradise.
0: Oh, absolutely. People ask me all the time, is it as beautiful as it is in the pictures, on the postcards? And honestly, it's even prettier. I couldn't believe it. I've traveled to 155 cities and the Maldives just took my breath away. There's so much to discover and beauty is endless.
1: And... Describe exactly what the Maldives comprises of, where it is and what can you expect to find when you go there and where exactly do you go?
0: So it's based in the Indian Ocean. I flew from Dublin with Emirates, had a short stopover in Dubai. You can also extend your trip and stay in Dubai as well if you want to make a big trip of it. I stayed in two different islands. I stayed in a luxury island and I guess a more affordable island as well. So it's great to see the two compare. So firstly, I stayed in at Sphere Kanavushi, and that's a luxury island. It's about 35 minutes away from Malay airport. I got a seaplane from the airport. That was incredible. Being an aviation lover, that was my highlight. I'd never actually been on a seaplane before, so. Even just having that experience to start the whole holiday was unreal. Flew into Atmosphere, kind of Fushi. It's a large island. It probably takes, I'd say, over half an hour to walk the whole island. They have a selection of accommodations from the water villas to pool villas to sunset beach villas where I stayed. My villa was. Incredible. It opened up on the beach. And what I love most about it was it had its own private outdoor bathroom, a large bathroom surrounded with walls and trees and shrubbery. So it was absolutely gorgeous. One of the best things about it was opening the door every morning and walking into that bathroom and being hit with that warm air. It was just incredible. Also, in the room, they had so many different amenities. They had yoghurt, sun cream, they had flip flops, beach bags, and they had one thing I'd never seen before. They had a pillow menu, so you could order what type of pillow you wanted. So they were really go above and beyond in Kanafushi. It was an incredible island. And then I stayed in a more affordable option called Blue Experience, and that's in Alifushi Island. And they do prices from £150, about €170 euro that would be per person at certain times of the year. So it's very affordable, but it's also inclusive. So you still get all your meals, all your alcohol, a selection of entertainment and everything included. So you're still getting full-on Maldives experience at a more affordable price. And of course, they have the washer villas, they have ocean view room, they have beach villas, which I stayed in. So they had such a large selection. My beach villa, I actually had the most stunning sunset. And I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just the location of the island, but I'd never seen a sunset like I did before in that location. And so that was a real highlight for me. And I think El Fushi is a real one island.
1: What was it about the sunsets that really struck you, darling?
0: For me, you always see pictures of sunsets and all the colors and even photographs, you'd assume they're edited a bit, but she wouldn't even dare editing any of the photos you take in the Maldives. The colors are incredible. So vibrant and in the room I'm staying in overlook all the water, but also a large bridge, so it was really nice to see people walking across the bridge, the sun setting. It, It was just so magical so magical, Kevin.
1: Wow. So that was the end of the day. How does a day in the Maldives work out for yourself, Donnie, who is, I would say, someone who does like exploring and being active?
0: Yes. I was very lucky with the hotels I stayed in. They have a range of activities and excursions that are included. So they had everything from snorkeling to scuba diving. They had yoga on Beach, one really unique thing I did that I'd never tried before was sound healing. Now I'm not a morning person, but it started at 6 a.m. And I went out to the beach, relaxed, listened to all the sounds, but then you had the sounds of the sea, birds. Mm -hmm. It was just such a unique, magical experience. So something I'd never kind of choose to try. But now if I had that opportunity again, I will go for it. It was such an invigorating. Way to start my day as well. So it was
1: so unique. And do you have to book and pay separately for these sort of activities like sound healing, which sounds fascinating?
0: So, what I loved about the two hotels was they both have apps where you can book all your excursions, all your activities, even your dinner at night, all through the app. So you can see everything that's included in your package and what's not included. So for me, a lot was included. All the snorkeling equipment is free to rent. It was snorkeling excursions where you hop on the boat, go to the middle of the ocean. That was all included. They had water sports that you can maybe do for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, depending. So I'd really recommend people look into whatever package they're signing up to. But the acts were so impressive because they'll tell you exactly what's included, If you do want to try something extra, how much it will cost. And all you have to do is click it through the app. You don't have to think about going to reception, ringing up and trying to book things. So I was well impressed with that.
1: Tell me about the sound healing, because I know a lot of people nowadays post-pandemic are very interested in self-care. Tell me how the session worked and what you got out of it. And and just describe the scene, if you can, for our listeners.
0: Well, to be honest, Kevin, I didn't know anything about it. I just knew I had to be up really early for it. So I walked down to the beach, 6 a.m. They would mats laid out, laid down on the mat. It was all very quiet. The sun slightly started coming up. It was still quite dark at that time. And he had a selection of different kind of bowls. We lay down with our heads back to him so we couldn't watch, but our eyes were closed. So all you're focusing on is sound and then I guess smells around you. So it was just such a unique experience. I'd never even think of trying.
1: And what was the temperature like and what did you wear?
0: Oh, it was hot, very hot. But like I said, I went in October, so we did get the odd rain shower, which was quite nice and quite refreshing. It is a Muslim country, and they do say to keep that in mind at certain resorts. But you can still wear your bikinis with like a shawl over. Me, I love heels. I packed a pair of heels that I never wore. I lived in flip
1: blocks. When you get up in the early morning, what sort of temperature were you enjoying? And when you lay down to do your sound healing, what did you wear and, and what other sort of people were there and how long did it go on for?
0: For the sound healing, I think I just wore leggings and a yoga top and no shoes or anything like that. It wasn't too warm because it was quite early. It was 6am. So it was a nice, nice temperature. And I was with five others doing it. So it was quite intimate. Well, she felt like you were transported to another world. You forgot about the people around you. Wow.
1: And what sort of people were in the hotels? What were the other guests? And what can you expect from other people in the Maldives?
0: Well, for me, when I think of the Maldives, I used to always think like honeymoon couples. I was like, oh my God, am I going to be there without my husband? I was shocked. There were so many families, groups of friends, solo travelers as well. And I think the two hotels I stayed in, anyway, accommodate for that. They have lots of entertainment that you can go to on your own. As an only child, I don't mind doing things on my own, but it's nice to have that kind of interaction. So when you do see something you feel comfortable going to, you lap it up. In Oblou, Alafushi, they're a very family-focused island. They invite friends and solo travelers. But then they have another part of the island that's adults only, and it's known as the island alone. love. So that's good for honeymoon couples as well. So to be honest, anyone and everyone can go there. It suits absolutely everyone.
1: I was struck when I went to Cambodia last January. There were so many single women touring on their own, which was quite hardcore going to somewhere like Cambodia, you're not in the lap of luxury. It's got a very dark history. And I was really impressed. In the Maldives which of course is a notch up as regards luxury how do they treat solo travelers and as a female solo traveler what could you expect and what's the comfort level
0: well i found first of all they're so welcoming and they don't go out of their way to make you feel overwhelmed as well we were greeted with smiles like real genuine smiles you get to know all the staff in the hotel Even for me on my own, they have buggies going around the hotel to bring people around the resort. They have an app, so they tell you where the buggy is coming. So if you're in a restaurant way off at 11, 12 o'clock looking to get back to your villa, you don't have to stand there on your own waiting. You can see where the buggy is. And then there's so many activities you can get involved in. Even the snorkeling, you can go out on your own. There's scuba diving lessons you can do. There's so many options you can do on your own. Even eating in the restaurants. it's set up that you don't feel like you're stuck in a corner on your own. Everyone's kind of included.
1: And did you make friends as a a solo traveler? Was it easy and commodious to make friends?
0: Yes, it's great. That's one thing I love about the resorts because even though they're quite large, you still see the same people. When I was going snorkeling, I hadn't been snorkeling in about 10 years, so I was a bit nervous, but I met a couple who were very experienced and they reminded me what to do and everything. And then when I was in the water, they were like, are you okay? And yeah, it's nice to see them around. And even in Alafushi, they had live entertainment. So you can go to the bar, sit there, and it's kind of the same people who go to the same events that they're into. And you have something in common because you're doing the same activities. So everyone's just so friendly and everyone's in a great mood. It's hard not to be in the Maldives.
1: So it's strange. One wouldn't normally think of the Maldives as a solo traveler destination, but you'd have a contrary view on that.
0: Oh, yeah. I'd go back in a flash if I could on my (laughs) ocean. Yeah, there's so much to do and you don't feel like you're alone.
1: Okay, so you were describing the day. So take us through from the early morning ablutions, What was breakfast like? And describe a day, what you can do, where you can eat and drink and et cetera.
0: So in the resorts where you have the packages, it's all complimentary. You can get up anytime. The breakfast, I think it started at 7 to about 11. You walk in, it's a big breakfast room, I'd say, not even a bar. They have all the different sections, all different food from all over the world. So even if you're a picky eater, you're going to find something you enjoy. You can relax, sit out, enjoying your breakfast. Then you might book an excursion. They have like boat rides or you might just hire some equipment to go snorkeling around the resort yourself. For me, I loved going on the excursions and going off the island to go explore as much as I could. One thing I loved about Kanafushi was they had a bike hire service. And as I said, it's quite a big island. so. It does take a while to walk around, bike hire completely transforms your trip because you get to explore the whole of the island yourself.
1: Did many people avail of that? And what are the roads like in general safety?
0: So that was just renting the bike on the island. So it was very, very safe. And you did see the other islanders who rented their bikes. They all look the same. So you have to make sure you pick up your own bike and don't take anyone else's. But then again, you kind of have a connection with them. When you spot them on their bike, you're like, oh, yeah, go us. We're having a little floor on the island. I did do a day trip out to a different island to visit a turtle sanctuary. We went to Neferu and it was a huge contrast to the luxury islands. This is native people living there. I think I saw one car on the whole island, which is really eye-opening, but it's good to go and see how they live and the contrast. And then, of course, the turtles' sanctuary was lovely. We saw so many turtles that were being cared for. We saw one that had a completely buckled shell. They didn't know why, but they figured that he was a pet when he was younger and a kid smashed down their hand on his shell. And since he was a baby, he hadn't had his shell formed properly, so he was stuck like that. So I really... Enjoyed, I guess, learning about all the turtles and the local kind of wildlife.
1: There's a lot of concerns now uh, with uh, long haul travel as regards what are the conditions for the natives in some of these paradise islands and the environmental concerns and the disparity between what the uh, visitors are enjoying and what the natives are enduring. How would you describe and rate the Maldives when it comes to that?
0: Well I think that's where it's important to do your research. That was with the luxury Kanafushi hotel. I got the opportunity to go on that trip. They wanted people to go and explore and learn. It wasn't all five-star treatment. You went and saw what it's like in real life. I definitely think it's important to do your research. Make sure there is these trips that you can go explore and take in every side of the Maldives. Then you really do appreciate in everything in life, when you see the two sides of everything.
1: And what is it like to be a native of the Maldives?
0: Well, they're extremely hardworking. They just seem to have really good work ethic, but also really good souls, really kind. A lot of the staff I have still on social media, we interact and everything. You build up friendships. They're not just staff there to look after you. They're really friendly and actually have a good heart. They're not just looking for tips or anything like that. And also tipping isn't big there, but I find going on the boat tours, the snorkeling trips, it's nice to tip the instructors because they put in so much time and effort, especially when they're looking after you in the water. It's nice to give them a little tip, even though it's not customary there.
1: Yes. Before we deep dive into some of the specifics. Tell us a little bit about your fellow travelers. What sort of nationalities go there? What's the vibe like?
0: So I've had people from all over the world. A lot of families, as I mentioned, people from America. I think everyone's just making the most of their time being in paradise. There's so many different things you can do, activities and excursions, but also they have entertainment at night. So it's a great time to bond with people and make friends. So yeah, they even had a local disco and everything like that. So there's a lot to explore and get to know new people that you might never meet before.
1: Okay. And the ideal length of time you'd recommend anybody going to the Maldives, uh, factoring in that it's a day travel, both ends and a bit of recovery, because it's a a definite long haul destination. Mm
0: -hmm. I would recommend seven days. Other people say five to seven days, but as you mentioned there, getting there is a long journey. If you can, do a stop-off somewhere just to extend the trip and make the most of it. Definitely look at whatever resort you're going to and see how long it takes to get from the airport to there. Whether it's a seaplane or a speedboat, factor that in. And the different resorts might have a schedule as well. So you might lose a couple of hours there. But as I said, the seaplane was another experience. The speedboat to alafushi was another experience. So... I didn't feel like I was missing out, you
1: know. Right, right. And we will put down all of these details, the names of the islands, the excursion, the links in our fact sheet that goes with this on the toptraveldestinations.com website. So you'll be able to follow that up if you wish to find out any of the things that Dani refers to. So let's deep dive into Where you can stay if you go to the Maldives, what are your options? Is there such a thing as an Airbnb there if you're not going to go to a hotel or a villa rental? What do people do?
0: There are Airbnb types in the city, but I think if you're going all the way to the Maldives, you have to do a resort somewhere. Like I mentioned, you can do it affordably. You don't have to go to a five-star resort. There are options, so do your homework. It might be even worth just staying by the airport for one night and then going early in the morning to the resort. But there's plenty to do as long as you plan it properly and and take into consideration the traveling time.
1: What sort of length would you pre-book your activities when you go to the Maldives? Is it a year ahead, three months, six months? What's the ideal lead-in time to a a destination like
0: Uh, I think it depends on where you're staying in the resort, but I could book activities, I think up to a day before or even hours before. Um, and then certain things like if I wanted to rent the snorkeling equipment, I could just go ahead. I wouldn't need to book in anything. And um, so it does depend on the resort. And
1: hotel accommodations, is there a high season when it's likely they could be sold out?
0: So yeah, November to April is a popular time. They actually have a lot on for Christmas as well. So I think if you're thinking about a winter getaway during Christmas to start looking now probably because it is popular.
1: And any tips as to where to look for good deals when it comes to these resort-type destinations?
0: They're everywhere. (laughs) Even booking.com, look at all the different rates and compare. One thing you should remember is you have to take into account tax there and there's a service charge on everything so you might look at a rate it might seem doable but you have to consider this tax on top of that as well so just keep that in mind when you're booking
1: and do you need visa or vaccinations
0: no visas no vaccinations the only thing i would say is look out to the mosquitoes i'm a blood type zero so apparently the mosquitoes love that so i do get bitten a little bit but as long as you have your repellent you'll be good to go
1: Okay. So you'd recommend looking at the range of hotels that are on offer there. When it comes to places to eat, if you were eating in the hotel, obviously that's catered for as part of your package. Is there the facility or the opportunity or even the richness to eat local or eat outside of resorts?
0: Yeah. So if you go on one of the excursions, the boat trips out to a local island, of course, that's why I always recommend going exploring rather than just staying on the resort. But also when I was in Kanifushi, I was lucky enough to go to an annual food festival they have every year. It's called Just Veg and the chef there, Chef Fabrizio, he got all his ingredients from the island. They were all from the island. So I'm eating locally without leaving the island as well.
1: Wow. That's great. What is the menu and diet that you can expect if you wanted to taste the local produce?
0: Well, fish there is huge because they have a large fishing industry. There's a lot of tuna. So if you see fish on the menu, definitely go for fish. But as I was mentioning there, for me, what really impressed me was the Just Veg restaurant in Kanafushi. I had incredible food that I'd never even think of putting together. For example, one dish I had was artichoke, nuts, truffle, and sour onion ice cream. Wow. When I read it on the menu, (laughs) I didn't know what to expect. When I put it in my mouth and had it all together, it was unbelievable. An experience like I'll never forget. And I wanted more of it. So yeah, I kept on going back there to try these unique combinations. Just looking out for something different that you're not used to eating, I guess.
1: Wow. And it sounds a healthy diet as well, if you're being particular.
0: Yeah, I eat everything, meat, fish, everything. But I was really surprised with the Just Veg restaurant. It was something that really got me thinking about what I'm eating and different ways to kind of create my meals.
1: Talking about the excursions, give us an overview of the sort of things that people can do. Say, if you're a family with a couple of young kids, all the way through to maybe the older cohort what would you recommend trying out on your days of rest in the Maldives
0: well as I mentioned I love the snorkeling trips but also I think it's great you can rent the snorkel equipment before you go out on the boat you can practice in Kanifushi they have a little area where you can practice in shallow water learn how the equipment goes on your head how to breathe and not to panic so then when you go on the boat and jump into the middle of the ocean you're not panicking. I think that's great for families, especially little ones. There was little kids with us, so brave, just jumping off the boat into the middle of the ocean, and then just snorkeling around, looking at all the coral was unreal. I did see a shark, but he was a friendly shark.
1: (laughs) What other wildlife are you exposed to in the Maldives?
0: We saw some stingrays. They were okay. They didn't sting anyone. There's loads of sea turtles. There's dolphins. You don't have to walk far at all. Just around the resort, you'll see so many different fish, and then the birds. Oh my gosh! Some of the sounds of the birds I've never heard before in my life. It's really exotic. There's there's so much wildlife alive on all the islands. There's a lot of yoga workshops in the two hotels I stayed in. They had yoga on the beach and also yoga in the pool, and um, so that's quite nice just to take some time out and. Just be aware of your body and your breathing. For me, it's just going for a stroll as well, walking around the island, taking it all in. They're so gorgeous. You don't want to be missing anything. So for me, that was the most relaxing thing. It depends on what resort you go to now. But one unique thing that stuck out to me was in Kanafushi. I had the option of planting my own coconut tree. So I planted my own tree. I've never planted a tree before. I'm not a gardener. But it was beautiful. It was such a nice experience. And they put our name down with the tree. So when I go back there, I'll be there. And they have about 5,000 trees on the island. So it was just a nice, unique thing to do. So definitely check out what the resorts are offering, you know.
1: What is the shopping experience like? And what is unique to bring back from somewhere like the Maldives?
0: I do love shopping, but... I think I was swept up a lot in the Maldives. I wasn't really thinking about it. I did pop into a few little stores whenever I could just to bring back some souvenirs. But they had gorgeous shell kind of souvenirs. Very exotic. They look like they're straight from the Maldives, which they are. But there was one thing I bought was uh, a flower hair And I wore it a lot there on the holidays. And people were like, you look like you live on this island your whole life. But it was just something I thought was cute and something I'll hold on to and remember.
1: That's lovely. And if you want to go out and meet people, bars, what what is the drinking culture like in the Maldives?
0: So it is a Muslim country. You're not allowed to bring drink into it. So if you're in duty-free in the airport, don't pick up a bottle to bring to the hotel. Do your research on where you're staying. Most of the hotels will have their own alcohol. The two I stayed in had mini bars that were stocked daily with wines, beers, everything. So just do your research and don't think about buying anything in duty-free. And also don't bring anything off the island as well. You have to stay where it came from.
1: That's environmentally as regards the flora and the fauna. That's great. That's actually good to hear. Coming back to the experiences of the Maldives, any hidden gems that you discovered or you'd advise listeners if they're heading that way to try out?
0: Well, all of it is a gem, to be honest. Every experience is so, so different and they'll stick in your head forever. You'll never forget them. For me, it was snorkeling. I did it twice in the two different islands. But I definitely think, as I mentioned, if there is an opportunity to go to a local island to do that, just even have a walk around see how the locals live their lives, take it in. And then also, if there is a bike rental on your island, do it. It completely transforms your stay. You get to see the whole island. You can go off and explore. And it's fun. I hadn't ridden a bike, I'd say, in five years, but it was fun.
1: And the currency-wise, can you do most things even when you're out and about on credit cards or do you need the local currency?
0: Yes, so they have their local currency, but they also accept U.S. dollars. And a lot of places, the resorts and hotels accept card. But it's always good just to have a bit of cash, just in case you need it. I did notice in places like the airport, it's a little bit more expensive than Ireland. Burger King will be about $20 or $25 or something small. So bear that in mind. But it is good. They're quite open to all kind of major currencies and cards.
1: And a final word as we wrap up this wonderful journey to the iconic Maldives, a final word to persuade any listeners who are teetering on the edge of booking maybe put off by the sort of sense it's going to be a fabulously expensive place and very hoity-toit. Any final words of reassurance for listeners?
0: I'd honestly say if you're going to do one thing, go one place in your life, make it the Maldives. There's so much to discover and explore. And you have so many different memories from eating to drinking to excursions to activities. And it's worth saving for. It is quite expensive in places. But if you do your research, it's possible to go. And it definitely fulfills that travel longing and wanting to travel and explore. So don't put it off. Don't shut it down thinking you may not be able to afford it. It's worth doing.
1: You've certainly whetted my appetite. Danny Masterson from the Sun newspaper travel. Thank you so much for sharing your dream destination.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Kevin, for listening and all the listeners out there. And enjoy the Maldives.